Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever this podcast happens to be fine to you. I am your humble host, G.H. Hardy, George Hardy II, and I just wanted to let you know, thank you for joining us on the G.H. 2 podcast. I know it's been a little while. Uh, It's been like a month, been like a month and three days uh, since the last time we dropped the episode. A lot's been going on, so let's talk about it. So, biggest thing that's kind of been going on, really, is just... uh, just work <laughs> work and uh you know the kids are here for the summer so summertime i try to tend to i was trying to just pre-record everything but you know when your kids get here you, you start having a little bit too much fun and stuff like that so i haven't really been uh able to get some quiet moments and uh you know was able to find a quiet moment so we can uh, sit down and we could talk uh, with the work stuff work's going work's going cool uh you know Work is work, you know what I mean. You know you got to keep the bills, keep the money coming in until you uh, you can finance the life you really want to do. So it's cool. So that's what we're working on right now. All right. So this week, want to talk about something kind of interesting. So I'm not a current events type of person. If y'all have kind of listened to the podcast and been following along with me, we tend not to talk about current events. We kind of talk about things I like to call timeless things. So. This week, what I want to talk about is I want to talk about relationships, right? And, um, you know, I find relationships to be so interesting. You know, sometimes we have to make uh, major decisions when it comes to the relationships that we decide to partake in and be a part of. Uh, You know, there's all types of norms that we have to decide to take on or move away from. Uh, There's societal norms, cultural norms, uh, those familial norms that we have. Uh, now, when we move past that, we have to look into our past experiences, factoring those into, you know, what we think our ideal relationship is. Right. And then those modeled relationships that we watched uh, and then our own cognitive ability to process through and our emotional uh, intelligence to process through different things. It creates <clears throat> it creates an interesting uh, dynamic when we uh, when we enter into relationships, right? Because it's so much going on. There's so much that we have to think about while we're in, and I'm air quotation marks in relationships, and I and I, and I air quotation marks relationships because relationships are deeper than relationships are deeper than just saying. Um, boyfriend, girlfriend, because nowadays, you know, people like to live in that gray area. I like to call situationships where, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of with somebody, but you're not. And I believe those play on your, those play on your mental health more than a typical relationship does. So the reason why I wanted to talk about relationships is because there's so many different things before you can really even talk about the relationship that you got to talk about, right? And these are things that you should be talking about with somebody before you enter into a relationship with them. Before. And and I'm even going to say before you even enter into a physical relationship with them. Just due to the fact that you don't want to become attached to somebody who will abuse you mentally, physically, or spiritually. All right. So 
earlier I kind of talked about some different things, but I want to kind of let's 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 preface this conversation we're about to have, right? So let's talk about let's talk about modeled relationships, right? Or let's define what a relationship is, right? So relationship can be many different things, right? It could be between it could be one on one, one to many, many to many, and one to one. Real simple, right? And in relationships, we have to decide what's our role going to be. Before the relationship really gets started, we have to kind of to say, you know, what the roles are going to be and different things like that. Or we can allow them to be fluid and to, to transition throughout, which sometimes is not a good thing. But for some people nowadays, some people can break all social norms and still have success in relationships. Okay. In our relationships, there's certain societal norms that we have, right? And societal norms are generally defined as unwritten rules that are based on widely shared beliefs about how individual members of a group should behave in specific situations. Let me give you some examples of societal norms. Previous to, I would say, 1990, it was probably unheard of for a woman to ask a man out on a date and then go pay for said date. Uh, Prior to probably, I would say, 2018, I had never heard of a woman getting down on her knee and proposing to a man. Uh, If we go all the way back to the 1950s, the societal norm was, you're my wife, you're going to go, you're going to cook, you're going to clean, I'm going to go to work, I'm going to support the family, I'm probably going to have terrible mental health because I got to make sure I take care of my family at all costs. 1920s, women's suffrage, different things like that, women couldn't vote, uh, women didn't have an opinion, nobody cared about their opinion, you know, different things like that, right? So, societal norms... Even when we move from them, they still say the same, right? I, I grew up in I grew up in the nineties. I'm an eighties baby, but I really grew up in the nineties. And ninety nine was probably like prime 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 a prime year of my life or whatever, because it was so fun. It was before we became so politically correct to the point where you can't. It was before cancel culture. Like, I used to drop the maggot word to my friends. Like, dude, you're such a maggot. I used to say stuff like that to my friends, right? In the 90s and early 2000s. Now, you can't say that. You say that, boy, they're going to find out where you work at. And they coming for you, right? You know, the world's changed. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a, sensitive, it's a sensitive place. But it still will hold on to some norms that should be released, right? Like, you know, I I understand and I respect people's feelings and different things like that, but um, I'm a simple guy. If it don't apply, I let it fly. So, you know, I don't don't worry about stuff like that. Um, And what I mean by that is, um, here goes one of my favorite ones uh, as a black man. You people, you know, uh, you know, you know. Sometimes I know it might rile your feathers up, depending upon who's saying it. But I try to listen to within context. I'm a context person, so I try not to be hypersensitive. And I think the thing that you can't 
want people not to be hypersensitive, but then be hypersensitive about other things. Got to be consistent. You got to you got to keep the same energy. I, I love I love when the young folks say keep the same energy. Right. Because you really got to do it. And those societal norms in relationships, sometimes we're not keeping the same energy. Case in point, you're out on a date. This is me as a male. I'm out on a date with a young lady. Everything's going well. And um, the bill comes. I'm going to pay. I'm not going to pay with the expectation like, oh, I pay for this meal. So you're going to give me some cheeks or anything like that. But I'm going to pay. And that's going to be that. And I'm going to, I'm going to take her home and it's going to be whatever. Now, if she agrees to go out on a date and let's say I take her to we go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Now, if your face cringed up, if your face cringed up about me saying Buffalo Wild Wings, that's between you and Jesus. Do some soul searching. But let's say you agree to go out on this date with me. I tell you we're going to Buffalo Wild Wings. We go to Buffalo Wild Wings. We eat. We kick it. Cool. You, there's no expectation on that date, right? Right. I'm a simple guy. But let's say we go to the Frisco's and we're not walking out for less than 245. I'm not taking somebody I'm not serious about to Del Frisco's. I'm also not putting you on a pitch count. But what I'm telling you is, I'm telling you is, and it's a very real expectation here that some men have is they spend a certain amount of money. They expect some ROI, whatever that may be. They might just want to hold your hand. They just might want to kiss. They just might want to promise and a follow through on a second date. I don't know. But societal norm says, for me, a societal norm that I think um, in the past used to be very normal was, um, and, and you heard so many comedians talk about it back in like the 80s and the 90s, is you take a girl out on a date, she orders a salad, right? That's gone. You know, now, you know, women are movers and shakers. So if you take her to Del Frisco's and then, you know, like uh, the one social media thing where the guys would be like, hey, are you coming back to my place after this? And the girl goes, no. And then the guy goes, hey, well, split the check. He tells the, the uh, waiter to split the check. I think that nowadays women are fine with that because they can, you know, they can pay for it. But I think it's because we are in between societal norms we're, we're shifting right so we're, and when i say we're shifting what i mean by that is 10 years ago 10 years ago um well no let's go back let's go a little bit further because i don't want somebody to argue me down about something stupid and trivial like that let's say 30 years ago we're gonna go to the 90s um a young lady uh, if it was a date a guy would pick the young lady up. He would open the car door for her. He would open the restaurant door for her. He would pull her chair out. They would sit down. They would eat. He would pay for the meal. They might have a nightcap. They might not. They might talk or whatever. Da da da. Whoop whoop. Regular regular norms, right? But then you know, as the ages go, we change what those different norms are. So the reason why I said about relationships. You have to really communicate what's the expectation of your relationships. You even have to communicate for a date. 
I think I think honestly, you should speak about your expectations for your dates. I I believe that um, for young men and young women, if it is your expectation that you are going to end the night in some butt, clapping cheeks, bumping uglies, whatever you want to call it, right? Making passionate love, whatever it is. If if that's what you're going to do, I believe you should talk about it. Here's why. This is the age of consent. That's a societal norm that has changed because, you know, low-key, a lot of dudes was out here raping women. I hate the fact that I'm saying it like that, but that's what it was. A lot of dudes were out here raping women because you know, there was a lot of dudes who were pressuring women into having sex. And then upon pressuring her, pressuring her into sex, you had sex with her. She felt terrible about herself. You felt fine. And she's suppressing this. But really, she got raped in that situation because she didn't want to consent to it. But she felt pressured because of the situation. Now, if you're now if you're saying that that's not rape, that's between you. You can figure out. But the thing is, if somebody's not a willing participant and they're doing it reluctantly because they're worried about what's going to happen because of their refusal, that's rape. Point blank period is rape culture. It was something that I think was very prevalent in the 90s. And I think that's the reason why we have to go hard. We have to go hard on making sure that women feel secure. Um, and anybody who, well, I'm not going to just say women. I'm, I'm going to also say men because some men are in relationships with other men and other men pressure them into um, intimacy. So for anybody, let's say it like that, I, I think that there should be a, a societal norm should be openly giving consent and talking about what you're consenting to and understanding that that consent can be taken back at any point in time. I know this is a little bit different podcast you're kind of flowing into my head here a little bit, but just stay with me. So those are societal norms. Then there's generational norms. Generational norms is um, I work, you take care of the household. Um, but I think that as the rise in housing goes up, as the rise in uh, paying for just to, just to live goes up, that's a generational norm that's changing a little bit. Now you hear about more households where where both people are giving a hundred percent and uh you know I, I hate the adage or i hate the the social media thing of you know people saying they don't want to be in a 50 50 relationship because if you're in a 50 50 relationship that means y'all both cheating so let's be totally real what you want is a hundred a hundred relationship you want a relationship where you are completely 100 with that person and y'all are sold out to each other i think the problem is the, the culture is changing so because of social media and different things like that because people don't want to be hurt they don't even show that they're dating people they don't talk about their significant other they don't do anything because nobody wants to be embarrassed by their significant other right and that's a sad place to be that's the reason why i think the relationships end so quickly when i say relationships i mean marriages or long-term relationships i believe the reason why that they end so quickly is just due to the fact that a lot of people don't want to be embarrassed or when they think they're being played or they might get played they just shut down i think that a lot of people just don't give 100 percent relationships anymore and i think that's the reason why because i'm gonna tell you like this as a man I don't care how much the money a woman makes that I'm with. 
You know why? Because I was paying all my bills before you got here. Now, if you're bringing bills to the table, okay, let's talk about it. You know, because for me, I was paying all my bills before you got here. I'm not a homosexual. Uh, I don't need you to, so I can have a place to live. I don't need you so I can have a car. I don't need you for that. What I what I want you to add to my life, if it, I don't need you to add money to my life because I can go get that. I believe as a man, I believe that when you accept the responsibility as a as for to, to to have a family, whether you be a male or whoever that that dominant figure is going to be in the relationship, as as in what I mean by that is if. You know, if you're a man with another man or even if you're, a, you know, woman with a woman and y'all figuring out who's going to be the breadwinner and different things like that. I believe the person who decides to wear that hat, that I believe that you'll always be able to take care of your family if your mindset is just that. I want to take care of my family because this is what we've decided we're going to do. This is what we're going to move on. And I believe that as as, you know, two people. Or how many people y'all decide to have in y'all relationship nowadays, you know. Um, <laughs> I believe that once you make that decision, things can things can work um, basically off your ability to do just those things. Right. So so the generational norm that I, I struggle with is, you know, people to say, like, I've heard women say um, they're not paying. They're not paying this. They're not paying that. So. This is this is my thing, and this is what I always say to my female friends. If he's paying all the bills, he's paying all the bills, he's doing 50% of the housework, the only thing you're 50-50 with is the housework and potentially child-rearing. Is he, is he allowed to cheat to go get the things that he's missing from somebody else? Because if you're only sharing, and, and I'm, I know that's extreme, but if you're only willing to share parts of yourself in certain aspects of the relationship, but not the entire relationship, how do you expect somebody to give you all of them? It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't really make sense to me. Like, okay, so I'll give you, I'll give you my body. I'll give you I'll share my body with you. I'll share my space with you. I'll share my future with you. I'll share my dreams with you. I will do sweat equity to grow something with you, but I won't share my finances. But you ask a man to share 100% of his finances. I have male friends right now who are married and their wives literally work and spend their money on whatever they want to. And these guys are miserable. And and not just miserable because they're they're miserable because they go to work every day. They work 60 plus hours a week. Their wives work maybe 30 hours a week, 40 hours a week. Their wives spend every last dime that they make on frivolous things to the point where these guys talk about how they can't retire versus when they talk to me, they say, you seem like you're hell bent on retirement. I said, yeah, I want to actually be able to retire and I don't want to be dependent upon a government system or uh, a company saying, yeah, we're going to go ahead and 
pay you XYZ amount of money on a pension because honestly, it doesn't happen anymore. And I think that the generational norm and probably because of the past generation has, excuse my language, really fucked things up and people's mindset is 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 not where it should be because realistically speaking if you decide to go into a partnership or relationship with somebody that's group economics right and you you saying i'm i'm going to only give this and i'm only going to give that once you start putting limitations on what you're giving why even enter into a relationship with that person why enter into a covenant with this person if you're walking in saying this is all i'm willing to give why why even why even why even marry them why even why even decide to be with them i'm gonna give you a second to think on that because the moment the moment you set a limitation i'm gonna tell you as a man and i'm in a relationship with somebody and they set a limitation I go hmm if they got a limitation on this what else they got limitations on truthfulness are they are they really giving me a hundred percent of them and now you're talking about affecting my mental health because now I want to know what else aren't you sharing what else are you not truthful about and that really matters. And I think that that's a struggle because a lot of people don't understand the struggles that they're creating in these relationships that they're in, that they have. So we talked about, real quick, societal norms. We're talking about generational norms. Now, let's talk about cultural norms. Now, cultural norms can go all over the, the, this, this playing field because these are all things that we're thinking about before we enter into a relationship, right? with somebody and by a relationship i'm talking about it could be exclusivity it could be physical in nature or it could just be um as the young folks say we in the talking stage we just talking or vibing which fellas i'm gonna tell you this don't ever say you just vibing with a female bro because um that you you gotta be intentional if, if she who you want right now then let her be who you want right now. And then if it turns out to be that's who you want forever, then let that be who you want forever. But be intentional about whatever it is you're doing. If you about to be intentional for the next two weeks and give her the best two weeks of her life before you decide to be uh to be your normal self, let her know. I got good two weeks in me, baby. This is all you're gonna get. After that, you know, you really gonna have to be the one to get longer than this first two weeks. <laughs> then let that be it, all right? So I got my generation, I got my societal norms, I got my generational norms, I got my, now I got my cultural norms, and that depends, you know, that depends on religion, that depends on uh, where you grew up, where you're from, different things like that. Familial norms. Now, this matters. If you are looking for somebody to, to really be in a relationship with you, how their family structure was matters how their family structure is matters if they grew up with a single mother they had a whole lot of uncles you feel me and they never consistently saw somebody never saw somebody love their mother 
that person might have some issues. Let's say might, you know, or they might do the work on themselves and be prepared to deal with what they feel. Or let's say they grew up with a mother and father, but mother and father were both cheating on each other, verbally abusive, abusive, mentally abusive, um, psychologically abusive, whatever you want to say. They were just abusive pieces of trash. They might think that's normal. Or maybe the mom and dad were together. Everything was perfect. Um, and then, you know, dad died and found out that he had a side family. Whatever it is, you got to be prepared to deal with that. You got to be prepared to deal with those familial norms. And you got to talk about them. What's normal for your family? Um, I love, I love my mother. I love my mother when she was, you know, I still love my mom. She's, she's passed away, but I, I love her. And, you know, my father, you know, but... They was toxic as hell. And, you know, when I say toxic, I mean, they was toxic. Because they used to fight like cats and dogs. But I, I know that there was a level of love there that I didn't understand. And I've the biggest thing I know that I try not to do is I try not to, to be toxic in relationships. Like how, you know, I witnessed them, you know, fighting, arguing, going to jail, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, get into just just fight stuff, just domestic abuse, all the dumb shit. You know, I, I I avoid that. I don't even like to argue. You know, I want to have a conversation, and if you can't have a conversation without arguing, I can't talk to you. Like that's what anybody really. I shut down. I'm like, look, we're not about to sit here and argue at each other. Like I'm, I'm gonna give you a second to get yourself together. And I think for me. Anybody I deal with has to know that. Like, I'm not about to sit there and argue with you. I ain't about to be hollering at, hollering with you. I'm going to let you be. I'm going to let you figure it out. And then we're going to come back together. And I think that you got to know that about a person. You also got to know about their ideal relationship. What's what, what type, what's their ideal relationship, right? And, and, and I say, I have in parentheses in my notes, social media goals. Because, um... I, I don't I don't want you, I don't want to have a Dirk and India relationship, you know, I don't want to have a Herbo and Taina relationship, you know, whatever her name is, you know, like, you know, like they unfollowed each other on social media because he was slick this and stuff. I don't want to be like that. That's too toxic for me, bro. We adults. We're not about to play like that. I don't want to be, you know, sneak this and on, on Facebook making posts about love is this and love is that. While I'm in a whole relationship, because if I'm doing all that, then, you know, I can go ahead and let your ass go. Excuse me. And I think that that's really something that um, people have to really look at themselves and say, what do they what are they beliefs and why they beliefs the way they are? And then, uh, honestly, the last thing is your cognitive ability and your cognition, you know, Um you know, in cognition, you know, and just to help somebody out, just in case you be like, cognition, no, that sounds like a great word. I think I know what it means. Let me go ahead and tell you. Cognition is defined as the mental action or process of acquiring knowledge and understanding through thought, experiences, and the senses. And I think that a lot of times, mentally, we're not really as prepared to go into relationships. And since we're not um since we're not ready to go into those relationships, we kind of, I hate to say it, we end up screwing up other individuals. 
I will wholeheartedly tell you that there is at least three women in that I can say I feel like I have probably negatively affected their mental health because they were in a relationship with me because of my own. And for me, like that, that to, to know that and to feel that it really sucks. Um, but now don't get me wrong. It's one of those things where even though I felt what I felt, they might also feel like they played a part in it as well. But for me, I'm a type of person who believes that you got to take accountability for yourself and what you do and what I didn't do and what I didn't do well. And I wasn't cheating on them or anything like that. It's just mentally, I just didn't know how to deal with them because I didn't know how to deal with myself. And that's actually what helped push me back into therapy um, is because I needed to figure out how to deal with myself because dealing with other people has always been easy. The hard part of my life has always been dealing with myself. And I think that when we decide to enter into relationships and different things like that, we have to be honest with people to let them know up front who we are and what they will and what they will be dealing with. Okay? So I know this I know this podcast was a little bit different and I'll I'll just tell y'all this. Um, if, if I could give you a general synopsis of what's kind of on my mind about the whole relationship thing, it's like this relationship shouldn't be 50, 50. It should be a hundred, a hundred point blank period. Give a hundred percent of yourself. Cause I'm going to tell you a secret. If you give a hundred percent of yourself without holding, holding back, I'm talking about even the dark areas, even the part of your mental health and your, your unsureness and your uh, insecurities. If you give that up and just say, Hey, this is it. This is me. And you ride out with it and you love fully or like fully. If you're not in love with the person, if you like fully and you give, um, you give, a hundred percent of yourself to them. If you do that, if you can do that, I'm going to tell you this. It will be easier for you to walk away. The reason why it's so hard to walk away from some of these relationships is because you didn't give all of yourself. So when that person breaks up with you, you're like, I know I can do better. They don't care because You treated them as if they would always be around, even though you only gave them a very small part of you. This has been the GH2 Podcast. I'm George Archer II. I enjoyed my time with you. Look, if you have, if you want to talk a little bit further about this, let's get on Twitter. Let's talk about it. Um, Feel free to hit me up on Twitter. My Twitter is in the notes for the show. With that being said, I appreciate you. I love you. Have a good one.